Peace, y'all. You're tuned into the Edible Activist Podcast, and I am your host and favorite edible activist, Melissa L. Jones. On this show, we feed you empowering narratives and perspectives from the voices of emerging Black people and people of color in agriculture and business who are stewarding the land, healing communities, and advocating for food justice and economic power across the country. Their contributions and stories exemplify the spirit of activism in their own edible way. Let's get started. Peace and welcome to the Edible Activist Podcast. I am your host, Melissa L. Jones, broadcasting from Charismatic Creations with the homie, my homegirl, Chrissy, Chrissy Sheffy. Oh my goodness. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Y'all, we are popping up. I am actually popping up at Charismatic Creations today, and I am so excited to be here, Chrissy. I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so good to see you in the flesh. So, thank <laughs> you so much. Always good, just good spirits, just great energy from Chrissy. Um, for those of you who do not know, um, Chrissy was on the show, was it last year? Yep. Oh my gosh, 2020. Yep. 2020. Episode 74, which we're actually going to, we're going to talk about in just a moment, but Charismatic Creation is a wonderful business that I love, support, adore. Um, almost, I, I don't, you know, don't want even want to call it a mobile bartending business because it's more than that. You know, it's more than that. Yes. But you know, Chrissy is the the CEO. Yeah, the, the founder, the founder, the creator, the ultimate mixologist, all of that, the garden lover. And she has this amazing business where she is just uh, the creator of spirits, literally, literally the creator literally. of spirits. Oh, I love that. And, you know, just just the uh, not pride, but just, you know, the joy that you have behind your brand, the knowledge, the expertise, the black history, which is the piece that I love about Charismatic Creations, is just amazing. So I am so excited to be here chatting with Chrissy again. Um, and I'm going to let her intro herself for those who did not catch that first episode. Number 74, go check it out. But just a little, just a little taste for uh, about Chrissy. And then we're actually going to dive deep into some other things during this show. So... Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Hi, everyone. I am Chrissy. I am the founder and curator of Charismatic Creations. We curate cocktail experiences. So whether um, if that's with our mobile bar services, our non-alcoholic cocktail mixers, bottle cocktails, barware, and very dope events, just trust me, it's going to be a cocktail experience. And yeah, I started in 2017 and it has transformed into something I didn't know it would transform into, but every single step of the way I've fallen more in love with it and wanted to evolve even more in different ways that I could imagine. But mm. all in sense, I'm super in love with my business. Mm, 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 mm. That's so beautiful. I felt that. I felt that. Um, cocktails, but, also, but garden garden a cocktail yes. like that that's the piece I, I've, I've I left out garden you know like there there's a whole that's the whole like another element you know to this mm -hmm. business too like your love for growing your love for gardening and pulling in that agricultural piece into your business it's like almost one of you know a piece of the foundation too and yes. what you believe in 
So I'm excited just to dive more into conversations, but I just want y'all just to feel, you know, the the essence of Chrissy's business, you know, the essence of her hard work, the essence of, you know, um, everything that she does. And again, we're going to learn more, but we're going to dive into some other pieces. Again, episode 74, go check it out. You get to learn more about um, more about Chrissy's story and how she got started and pulling in, you know, her her um, collegiate, you know, um, experience, you know, from black history, studying black history. And then, you know, just um, talking about the land and, and history. And again, all of that just is, is a part of charismatic creation. So we're talking about so much here and it's just dope. It's all dope, girl. With it's your all dope. With your homie. With my homie. I love Chrissy. <laughs> so, so when we spoke last, last year, we were in the thick of the pandemic, all right? It it's still thick, thick y'all. It, I mean, it's still thick, but we was in the unknown. Yes, we were. It was so. It was a lot. It was unknown, unknown variables, still some unknown variables, but we unknown, really didn't we know. Was, we was like in bumper cars. Right. <laughs> Blindfolded. <laughs> but you instantly, you know, you shifted. And I, I, I felt like you shifted grace, gracefully, you know. I, you know, that's me selfishly saying that because I'm in awe of everything that you do. Um, but I just I just loved seeing more Chrissy on on Instagram and doing the videos and muddling the the blueberries and the strawberries and you know, all that goodness. I just loved that so much and so fast forward, still in the thick of things, but you know, some many I'm not gonna say many. We have an understanding of what's happening now, but, you know, you're still a business, still operating, which is just amazing. We know it's no picnic to be a business owner at all. And, you know, I'm just I I just want to just spend a brief moment on, you know, and talking about what have been like, what has been like that one like valuable thing that you've pulled, you know, that you've gained during this this shift. You know, there's the shift happened, but there were lessons there were lessons gained. You know? Absolutely. I've definitely learned that whatever I want with work and um, speaking to the universe and with speaking to my ancestors, I'm going to get it. And even through the pandemic, when there was so much unknown um, and even after signing the lease of my warehouse, so much was so unknown. But in that moment, that was me making a promise to myself me speaking everything that I wanted into existence and then working. So whatever I want, I know as long as I work towards it, it's going to happen. You and that's what's say. gotten me through. Yes. I love Chrissy's warehouse. Like the warehouse is just dope. <laughs> we in her. Like this is just dope that we're here in this warehouse, like where the creations happen. No pun, in, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we sitting in front of the beverages with the dope labels, everything. I just I love this whole vibe. I do. Um, but that that's what's up because, you know, it's so easy to um, to it, it for any for any small business or just in general, like when just being in the thick of things, it's just so easy to feel to feel like you know, hey, like, I got to pause, you yeah. know, but you kept moving, you know, and like you said, like, it's, and I'm, I'm a firm believer, you got to be intentional about your words and yes. your thoughts and what you believe, and if you believe that you can have a certain thing, then there it is, so yes. I, I just wanted to start off with that, because there have also been a lot of struggle stories, Yes, and I feel like we hone in a lot on struggle stories, but, yes. um, and not to discredit them No, I mean, all. I've had a bit of 
struggled within the pandemic, but I didn't focus on that because honestly, for me, what I focus on is what happens Mm -hmm. in my life. And so if I know that I'm focusing on moving forward, focusing on success and making this work, Mm -hmm. that's going to happen. So I had to, and sometimes I pause, but I could not revel in the success because I knew that's what I would become. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, um, Again, I swear this is just going to be, sorry, y'all, if y'all just think I'm gushing (laughs) over Chrissy and her brand. I am. Like, let's just be real. Like, I am, and I always do, and she knows that. Like, she knows that. She's one of my favorites. But, you know, one one of the things that, you know, I'm always learning, but um, one of the things that I love about what you communicate through your your brand is you speak a lot to um, how black, black people, and how black people were, you know, let's not forget, like, we were heavy in the spirits industry. Absolutely. And so forgotten because, you know, when you think of the spirits industry, you think of the beverage industry, you know, it's, it's all white people. It's our, it's white counterparts, you know, but we forget, we forget that part of history. Yes. We talk a lot about agriculture, obviously, duh, on this show. uh, But that all blends in as well. You know, everything blends in. And so I love how you, you, like that is a lens within your within your business that I just need you to remind the people, Chrissy. Yes. Remind the people, okay, that we have always had a footprint. <laughs> We've always had a footprint. And for me, when I started the business in 2017, I was not very aware of the footprint. It took me being intentional about learning things and being around other bartenders who appreciated the start of the spirits industry and the black mixologists who started mixology that allowed me to step into this and step into this with my full confidence and my full self. In the beginning, when you're working behind the bar, it's really about respectability politics and being super professional because that's how you make your money and you don't want to make anyone upset. Hospitality. But the true essence of hospitality is rooted in black people Mm. like we were cooking the food we were serving the plates we were breastfeeding the kids we were like milling the farms we were doing all of that and for someone to say we were crafting the cocktails and to and to say all of that and you are putting in so much sweat labor are you going to tell me that we weren't distilling their spirits Mm. like y'all just decided to leave that part out like oh no y'all we were doing all these things mind you they don't really give us the credit for but yes we found out that we were doing all these things but the best kept secret was that we were distilling their alcohol Mm -hmm. but you didn't tell us that oh but now we know and so since we know that it's time to walk in it and being like "Mm." I'm walking into this space. I'm walking into any space, whether I'm the only black person or the only woman, black woman. Let me emphasize that part of it because being in a space and having other women there, and if they're not black, you're still alone. Absolutely. So being the only black woman, and sometimes being the only black woman with a fro. Yes. When you're walking in a space, yes, you do feel alone. And for me, knowing all the knowledge, I confidently walk into these spaces like, I got R.R. Bowie and yes. um, Dick Alexander yes. and Butler all yes. on my shoulder. Like, yes. yep, 
as we started this, keep walking, black woman, mm. keep walking. That's mm, how I feel mm, when I walk mm, in all these spaces. Mm. Gosh. Oh, I can hit on like a million <laughs> things within the, just those last two minutes. See, oh, Chrissy. <laughs> I have to respond, obviously. <laughs> um, it really, it, it just, it, it's, it gets, I'm a very honest because as you all know, if you listen to any of my shows, like we are complete, trans, complete trans, transparency here. You made a point of just having to, when even being in the room with women, right? Like, no, but I am the only black woman in here because it's so easy to be grouped with women in general and think that all y'all are the minority. And yeah. it's just like, no, no, it's not it. And <laughs> and I had to find the truth with that when I did a and, and, and brand ambassadorship at a, <clears throat> a local woman owned distillery. Mm. And while it was like super led with it being woman owned, you really, really, really was covertly focused on like the color. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, I can't be in spaces where it's woman owned. It, I can't do that. I have to be in spaces where it's black woman owned mm-hmm. or lead with the idea that I am black woman owned. Absolutely. Capital B. That's why one of my cocktails that I did for black history, it was an ode to the black mixology, the black male mixologist that came before me, um, and the name of the cocktail was with, with a capital B. That was the mm, name of the cocktail. Yes. Because um, mm. I don't want to leave that part out. Because that's while I am a woman, I'm black first. Exactly. Exactly. And by the end of the day, like I still look at a white person whether it is a white male or a white woman is someone who is more privileged or has more privilege than me. And so there so much more we can tap on that, but I definitely want to just rest that thought right there because it's so easy. It's so easy to group women together. And it's just like, we are women here as war. We're all in this together. We're not, we aren't, (laughs) we're not, we're not like, so, and I, something y'all will get what I'm saying. You know, you understand what I'm saying. Like we, it's just, so I I just want, cause you still have to navigate differently yeah let's talk you know and you spoke to it just a little bit before but like talk about like just navigating this navigating the space as a black woman in the spirits um, industry but as an independent you know like (laughs) like it's it's is tough um and it's tough for someone like me this isn't where I started Mm. like I started behind the bar so I have all the techniques and the functionality of a behind the bar bartender. But I, for myself, I saw my future like beyond the bar. I, I wanted my impact to be beyond the bar. Like when you're working really ba- long bar hours, you don't really have time to think about other people but yourself. And you can't really focus on your health you can't really focus on volunteering. You can't really focus on anything because you're going to work at 3 p.m. You're getting off at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. You're going to sleep. Well, you're probably going to go out afterwards, and then you're going to go to sleep, and then you're going to wake up at 1 p.m. for your 3 p.m. shift. So it was like a mm-hmm. cycle that I saw, and I was like, I, I can't do this too much longer and get to know myself. Because when you're in such a cycle, you don't mm-hmm. even get to know yourself. You're an autopilot. You're an autopilot. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I want to be in charge of my income. I want to do these things. So I have to step beyond the bar 
and then you enter this beyond the bar space and it's like you're completely cut off from society. Mm. That's how it feels. Wow. All of the education from spirit companies, that communication stops at the bar. So when you're beyond what the bar. What a metaphor. Oh, my gosh. It, mm. it, it like stops. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you don't get the extra master classes and the spirit classes and cocktail competitions. They don't extend that invitation to you because you don't have a bar home. So it like literally stops. And so you're like, oh, my gosh, where do I go from here? And then where does my credibility come from? Because I'm not behind the bar anymore. Mm. And so it's literally having to reintroduce yourself. And then putting your sp- yourself in uncomfortable conversations and spaces, literally, to be like, I own a mobile bar service. Because at first, people want to get to know you because you're in a new space and you are a new, fresh face, even though my face has been in the industry before, but you're, I'm walking in this space new because mm-hmm. um, I'm a business owner now. And then it's like, oh, oh, it's just mobile? Okay. I'm just like. Not just. And so, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you know, brush your, you got to brush your shoulders off Mm -hmm. and be like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going back into that space again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going back into that space again. But I'm not going to force anyone to see my um, value. I'm just going to keep working independently so they can see it on their own. So Instagram has been really important for my business and for myself as a branding tool to show that, yes, I'm a mobile bar service, but I'm also a dedicated hospitality professional. I'm also dedicated in this and I'm dedicated in that. So it's been tough to navigate independently, but I didn't let any of these cuts and bruises be seen on Instagram. I have to keep pushing. And through all of that, I've pushed my brand to where it is now, to a place where I'm so proud of myself. Mm. Like, I am so proud to not allow those cuts and bruises and doors being shut and and emails being ignored and things like that to, like, stop me. Um, That's a perseverance. It's hard to navigate, but you just have to navigate and you have to believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself and your brain, you just keep going and they just have to catch up. Oh, y'all heard it. <laughs> Let me take a sippy sip on that one. <laughs> catch up. I know that's right. You just got to catch up because I'm going to keep going. Yes. And then when you finally see where I'm at, then we can have another conversation. And I'm going to be always be open to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the conversation looks a little bit different because now I'm in the front seat. Yes. Next, I was trying to ride your coattail. I was trying to hang on to your driver door, passenger side door, and now I'm in the front seat driving. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we can have this conversation. You can hop in. Yeah. I'm, I'm steering this bow, honey. <laughs> All right? <laughs> okay. But you have to, the, the mind state has to be there yeah. or you will get broken. Absolutely. Listen, so <laughs> I really don't want to label this as like a mama, we made it situation, right? <laughs> because you made it even before this, which I'm about to talk about. So when... When Charismatic Creation and the mastermind behind Charismatic Creation, Chrissy, made it into the New York Times. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Let me tell you. It was such an amazing moment. I was was here. It was, I want to say, November 30th. I was in this warehouse. It um, was me and one of my team members, and we were packing orders. (laughs) 
um, we were in the thick of it, okay? And one of my Instagram followers DM'd me and was like, oh my gosh, you're in the New York Times. And I was like, I'm in a what? Like, I had an interview with someone, but that was, like, months ago. So, you know, like, you just thinking, oh, it's going to drop tomorrow. It's going to drop tomorrow. And then you're like, it's never going to drop. He's not going to drop this article. And then two months later, it dropped. And I was a part, I was in an article, a part of the cocktail mixer renaissance. Mm, mm, mm. So 50 years ago, when the cocktail mixer came about, it was invented to make the bartender's life easier, not to make cocktails good. Like, oh, this is basically a prepackaged thing. You just add the spirit, boom, dish it out to your guest. Now the cocktail mixer has the craftsman at the heart of it. It has someone who loves cocktails at the heart of it. And so they're going to be flavorful. They're going to be fresh. There's going to be so much intention. And to be a part of that renaissance, it's like Mama, me? we made it. Mama, we made it. And I was the only black person a part of that lineup and I was the only black woman a part of that lineup and I am it's still my Twitter name it's still pinned everywhere that the New York Times that was me you earned that I'm I'm still gushing yes we (laughs) earned that and here's the thing too because as as someone who's the the keeper of our stories it's so important to hold on to that pin it because, you know, they, they'll try to wipe, erase, you know, like, Chrissy who? No, yep. no, 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 this is it. That's New a York badge. T- exactly. That is a badge. Mm-hmm. Avon, you, you earned that. You made it before then. Let's just be very clear. I mean, if you're going to call it a spade, a spade. A spade, a spade, honey, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. But, no, shout out to New York Times. That was amazing. I was, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, my God. I was in here screaming. Oh. I was in here screaming, I cried, I laughed, I was excited, I gave my fiance a hug, we cheers. It was just like, wow, like the New York Times. That's big. Like, I haven't been picked up by anyone local, but the New York Times picked me up. That was just like, girl, keep going. Oh, my God. I just want to sit here and just like relish in all of this, you know. So it all. I've been relishing in it, making um, with my relish. I've been making tuna fish potato salad. Yes. I just got the. It's a lot of relishing over here. With it, okay, I'm just. I, and I don't want anyone to, and no one can like brush that to the side. It's I the New York right. Times for me. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, you know, you you. We got our ancestors to thank, right? And you we shout do. out some of your ancestors. We do. And um, the other thing that I just, you know, I just want to talk about, like, I got to talk about your branding. I, I just have thank to talk you. about it because <laughs> it's not just branding. We're talking, like, black icons that you just see on Charismatic Creation and just, like, the essence of who we are and, yes. like, I'd be sitting there like, what, what was it like just chilling in the living room with them, like, you know, having a drink, a beverage, you know, some bourbon, just so, like, what? What? Yeah. Um, and I started that project literally after I did the Back to Black pop-up. So shout out to um, AJ. Shout out AJ, yes. Shout out AJ. Oh my gosh. So I was a part Beast. of the Back to Black pop-up in August of 2020, and that's when I um, curated Flowers for Natsaki. And uh, Nazaki Shange, she holds like a really special place mm. in my heart. 
um, because I played Lady in Green in high school. Did you? I didn't yes, know that. Play. Oh yes, gosh. I played Lady in Green in high school, and that was and I, so I went to a predominantly um, all white girl school basically, and to have my theater teacher make sure um, a white man, he made sure that that play got approved to um, be one. So we would do two plays a year, and that was our spring play. And he made sure that that play got approved. Um, and that meant a lot to us, not at the moment, because we don't really understand when you're like 16, but thinking back on it, that's like, wow, mm. he kind of literally stuck his foot out or his neck out or whatever, how you say it. And we were lady in green and a lot of the girls in the school didn't like that because they were excluded from casting because it was all black girl play. And we persevered on and the play went great every single night. And when I was asked to be a part of it, I was like, I have to honor her because, you know, being a black woman is a metaphysical dilemma. Oh, gosh. And I, you know, wanted to make sure that, like, as I walked through this and continue to do everything, like, I didn't understand that then, but I understand it completely now. And I wanted to make that cocktail a full essence of me. So it was with um, Hendrix Gin that has um, infused with red roses. Mm. It had pea flower syrup, which is a flower. It had um, Domaine de Canton, which is a ginger liqueur. It had fresh um, lime juice. It had Saint Germain, mm. which is an elderflower mm. liqueur. And it was garnished with two black eyed Susans because she died in her home in 2016 or 18 in Maryland, um, which is the Maryland State flower. And then it was also garnished with mint flower. Oh my God. So it was every single piece was very, very intentional. And yes. I needed, and I wanted to make sure I had the right amount of lime juice to make sure that piece syrup went to, from blue to purple. So that was the beginning of what my storytelling and this project of Charismatic Creations was birth. Mm, mm, so that's mm. where that started. And every single month I have released like three to four different cocktails and all of the figures have not been black, but 97% mm -hmm. of them have. Mm -hmm. And they've been black people um, that I really love or have resonated with me mm -hmm. or a person of color or like. I think I saw um, we had Macaulay Culkin and Mrs. Doubtfire because those, movies I all watched growing up. Yeah, and <laughs> that was like the essence of my childhood. Yes, like absolutely. Robin Williams. Yes, was my childhood. So he had to be on a cocktail, <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin it. had to be on a and cocktail. If you ain't watch Home Alone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to tell you, you can't revoke your black card. But it's a card that we got to <laughs> exactly. take from you because you should have seen that. I still watch it to this day. Yes. So like I've even seen Selena on one of the yes, bottles, right? So, oh, yes, gosh. Selena's on one of those love bottles. Um, I love that movie. Growing up, I thought J Lo was Selena because she did so good. We all did too. Okay, <laughs> and she was born in April, so that's why I did mm. her for April. I was born in April. Billie Holiday was born in April. So, so intentional. So everything intentional. is very, very intentional, even down to the herbs and who yes. I buy them from. Everything about my business is very intentional, and even the business aspect is intentional. Like when people think about hospitality professionals, 
They just think we making drinks. And for some people, they probably are. Yeah. But for me, I can't be a creative if my business isn't in order. So everything about everything that I do, as far as charismatic creations, whether it's create creatively or professionally, is all intentional. Oh my gosh, Chrissy! If like, all right, let's just say like one night, right? I'm in the house and I I got I'm just trying to like you finesse some finesse some. Make some not nothing, okay? Like, because <laughs> she knew I was going with it. You know, you, when I seen the hand just waving, like I'm trying to, that, you trying to finesse, but we gonna make it through. Let, I let wish me I was here. I love this so much. Just let just me the help two you of sis. us, right? Right? Help me out. I'm trying to finesse some, <laughs> and not for nobody else, for me. Yeah, this is for me. You know? you. So but what, I want to be cute in the finesse. moment. Okay, I love, I'm all about, like, the bubbles. I love anything that sparkles, right? Mm -hmm. But it don't got to be necessarily a sparkle. I love anything that sparkle. So I got some sparkle or I got something flat or, I don't know, I got some spices. I maybe got a lemon. No, a lime. You will probably see a lime before you see a lemon. I got a lime. Okay. Um. But there may, may be some other things, right, around okay. me that I'm not thinking about. Like, you know, I keep raw honey on deck or, okay. you know. Uh, you got any fruit there other than that lime? Maybe the, the lime might be some. Right now, figs. Okay. Figs. Okay. We're talking real time. Figs. Yeah, we, we could do you that. You know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to finesse something. I'm like, I know I can do something with this, you know. Okay. But it's like, what can I do? Now, I know you could finesse it within a minute, but I'll be over here struggling like But see, here's the thing. One thing that I love about um, what I do with the brand is like these mixology one-on-ones because I want people to know that you can elevate your cocktail experience at home. You just need a little bit of knowledge. Mm. So, all right, so you threw some ingredients at me. So this is what I'm thinking. Okay. It's like about to be the cypher over here the way she just started. (laughs) You know, you got to get your body Yes. I'm over here, like, <laughs> dancing. You got to get it right because how you feel is going to go into that yes, cocktail. Yes, she about to spit a whole cypher. All right, sis, I'm here. Okay, so you have your lime. You're going to always um, freshly squeeze any citrus. So we're going to freshly squeeze that lime juice. You're going to add some fig in there. Um, any spirit that you want. Um, you're going to add some honey in there. Ice. We're going to shake it. We got to bruise that spirit. So and I get, got your cocktail shakers. So mm-hmm, I got we that, We're going to shake. Ice okay. is very important. We're going to shake. Mm-hmm. And then I want to strain it into like a champagne flute because you mentioned having some bubbly. So we're going to strain it into a champagne flute. And then we're going to top it off with that bubbly that you had. And then it's going to be some sort of like contemporary French 75. And oh then, gosh. bam, like that's your cocktail. And it's going to ease you. And however you want it to make you feel that day. Oh, my gosh. See? You can finesse it at home. You just got to put intention, intent into it. See, y'all? Instead of just throwing things in the glass. She didn't throw y'all a tip. I ain't the only one that be trying to finesse. I know y'all be trying to finesse, too. <laughs> Chrissy, I need to, to spend some time talking about your love for the garden. Your yes. love for the garden. You like you your love for it. That is just that's a part that's a part of charismatic creation. Yes. Like you say, you were intentional about who you source from, black and brown growers, farmers, like y'all, there's just so much to this. But I, the audience has got for especially for those if this is your first time here from Chrissy, like she loves <laughs> the garden. She loves the garden. And we we actually spent some time talking about this in episode seventy four, gotta put it back out there. 
Um, but I just want to just park here for a moment, you know, because it's, it's, again, it's, it's part of your brand. It's part of what you do. And, um, I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm being very intentional with where I'm sourcing because like the garden, the cocktail is something I'm, I've been focused on. I'm staying true to it and it's essentially a part of my brand. And we all know that these black and brown farmers have the least amount of access to capital. And a lot of these farmers, they are placing their farmers in urban spaces so the marginalized people around them can either learn how to grow their own food or get food from them. So that's important too. And I grew up with the garden. My father, ever since I could remember, he's a serial entrepreneur. And ever since I could remember, he's owned a landscaping company. And so he's always been about the designing of the landscape. So he helps you not only maintain your property, but helps design your flower beds. And Mm. he knows so much about flowers and which mulch. And he's like really in love with it too. He's a farm boy from West Virginia. So he's really in love with it too. And when I was little, we started a garden. And you know, I mentioned it on episode 74. 74, okay. (laughs) I mentioned that, but we started a garden together and I was so pressed and I would go out there every day like, why is there anything growing yet? Um, But as I got older and, you know, went to boarding school and college, I was separated a bit from the land, but I needed to find a way to marry it again. And so my business allows me to marry it again, but also supporting other people. I love it. Yes. 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 Well, that leads into my next thing, because... (laughs) You've been having some things brewing that I'm brewing. so excited when I saw the post. I was like, yay! I'm An- so excited. Another creation. An- it's, it's literally <laughs> another creation. It's like the creations keep creating over here. All right. So we are going to talk about Spirited Soul Garden. Because we, okay, so we spent some time, you know, we took y'all on a little journey. Again, episode 74, y'all, y'all want some more, you know, some more contact, some more fruit, okay? Like, 74, but this is dope as well. Um, but Christy's love for the garden, obviously her passion, you know, and the spirits industry for people, you know. And really, ooh, I just love, like, you just breaking down, like, the meaning of hospitality, it just put a lot of things in perspective for me, especially as a former event planner and hearing hospitality, you know, for a long time, I thought I was in the hospitality industry. I thought I was, <laughs> I was in that, in that moment, yeah. but you know, it just puts so much in perspective for me, but the other piece, Chrissy loves sneakers, y'all. She a sneakerhead. <laughs> she a sneakerhead. I am. And just talk about like marrying like all your passion, like marrying the lamb, but marrying all your passions together, fusing them together like a wonderful cocktail. <laughs> it's like the brand is branded, right? Yes. Everything is all coming together. And that's that's my my most favorite part about entrepreneurship. Like things start to marry together mm-hmm. because you're intentional in each lane. Yes. So I've been in the hospitality industry for 11 years. I served in the beginning, and then once I turned 21, I got behind the bar. So I've been in there for 11 years. I started collecting sneakers. I've been collecting sneakers for 21 years. 
Man. And so when, and when I stopped to think about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is such a long time. And then, like I mentioned before, I've been in love with agriculture my whole life. So I was like, how do I put all these things together? And like, not with much thought, but definitely with much intent as I got the idea, but not with much thought, I'm like, oh, a spirited soul garden. I could do this. I'm in the spirits industry. I wanted to play on the word soul. So whether you're reading it and you see S-O-L-E or you're saying it out loud, it can go S-O-U-L, however you want to say it. And then garden, because that's at the root of everything, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Spirited Soul Garden is a event that I am curating because, one, I want to gather people in a space to learn and enjoy um, spirits. I want to support black and brown local farmers and gardeners in the area. And with sneakers, I want to make sure that we're donating to people who need them. So it's gonna be fun. Um, what we're doing is we have a lot of sponsor partners that are sponsoring, um, either powering the event with um, financially or um, in-kind sponsorships with the spirits. So we're gonna be crafting cocktails and a zero-proof beverage too. And the proceeds are gonna go to us purchasing new shoes and donating it to local organizations who can provide them to the people in the communities who need them. And so the two um, gardeners slash farmers that I'm featuring for this event is Naraj Ray of Cultivate the City. Shout out to Naraj. Naraj is, he literally cultivates the city. Literally. and Literally. then um, Doug Adams of New Brooklyn Farm. Shout out Doug! Yes, Shout out Doug. Mount Rainier. Yes, <laughs> and you know me being a sneakerhead, it was only right that I want other people to show up in their flyest um, sneakers, their favorite sneakers. And what I want to do is, you know, I want to show people that you know I mix in my favorite kicks. Oh my gosh! And I can't wait to see how this event like becomes what it is. Like the mobile bar services, I love a lot, but for me, this is me at the head of it. Like as far as mobile bar services, I have to wait for people to book us. But when I'm curating my events, I'm in the lead. Like Mm. I'm in charge Mm -hmm. of what that looks like for my brand. And this is my first event and I cannot wait shout out to AJ again it's going to be at Serenata yes Um, love Serenata shout out to AJ beverage director connoisseur everything everything throw her flowers everything flowers for everything (sighs) just just a scholar everything everything uh and a and a like a a community servant in the way because she serves in so many different ways. She really does. Whether it's for the community or for other bartenders, like she's a vessel that we can use and she allows that. And for me, I'm just super grateful Mm -hmm. for that. So it'll be a serenata and I cannot wait to see people in their sneakers. I can't wait to raise money. I can't wait to craft cocktails with my team, my black, woman team 
We'll be there looking bomb, crafting bomb cocktails and everything. I love my girls. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to the team. Shout out to the team. Those Bro. girls are my backbone. I, you know, when people ask me, like, how did you find them? I can't take the credit. They found me. Mm. So we'll be at the event. Yes. And yes. we're excited. Yes. Speaking, <sighs> speaking of your girls, you, I mean, you got an extended community, right? Like, yes. you part of, like, an amazing community. Fun fact, y'all. Go look this up. Chrissy is a Spice Girl. Yes. A Spice Girl. If you don't know what that is, y'all missing out, all right? She is a bomb Spice Girl, which is an amazing community. Shout out to Angel, the Spice yes, Suite. Yes, the Spice Suite. Like, just, just really dope things happening. I know that more um, right now you guys are, you know, a part of a market and yes. just just another amazing community and opportunity. So just yes. want to touch on that real quick. And yeah. So the Spice Girls, it's 19 of us. We are we have a store on Connecticut Avenue, 1025 Connecticut Avenue until the end of 2021. And you could come in there. You can shop all of our uniquely sourced and handcrafted um, items for from each of our businesses. And just being a part of, you know, that group of women has allowed me to see that there's no limits. Mm. Like the sky isn't the limit. It's just the view. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm looking at the sky, I may pass it. Mm -hmm. I may go into space, but. That's where the I billionaire's got... at, apparently, anyway. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. Look, look how we walked into that. Cheers on that Cheers, one. Cheers, okay. <laughs> and so while we, on, while we on our way to space, I can look next to me and there's a black woman next to me on her way there too so shout out to the spice girls um just being around black women that are like persevering yes. helps you continue to persevere yes yes yes, yes. it shaped the business so much y'all go stop by the market i'm gonna be there go and it's inching towards the holidays and y'all know y'all be buying last minute you be waiting to the last minute so the market is set up it's been set up so go okay <laughs> yes go the trains are i think they working you know just find a way <laughs> uber uber lift listen the scooter i mean you, you we we got listen you want to ride like just let me know <laughs> But no, shout out to to the Spice Girls and um, shout out to Spice Sweet. Just again, another amazing community of Black women, women entrepreneurs. Yes. So and um, yeah, I, I look forward to to visiting you. I typically do a rapid fire, right? So yes. we're gonna round out the show. This has been so. Can I come back? Yes, you can come back. I love this. Oh my gosh, this is a like, podcast with my homegirl. Yes. I'm enjoying it. Like we are chilling, y'all. Like we are in the <laughs> warehouse. Chilling. Like I love it. I love like raw spaces, but like, and when I say raw, that's not, like I just love like raw spaces and but everywhere in our glory right yeah. with like Chrissy's brand so the bottles where it goes down we sitting on these beautiful like burnt yeah. orange like chit like it's just the whole vibe is just <laughs> here can't you hear the echo y'all sorry y'all not here maybe next time we're sipping on some yes. bourbon she got yes. some rosé so yes. this is a good time it is it is so um Again, typically I do a rapid fire. Well, we've done the rapid fire, but I do. I want to go back to the to to the land, right? Yes. Talk about being married to the land. Um, I don't know if you own land. I I want to because I want to ask a question around mm -hmm. land. Um, mm -hmm. 
do you if you came into a piece of land if you already don't have land now if you do all right girl you know let's (laughs) do your thing what what would you do with it like what would that look like for you like you know because I I um I don't know why I just it I I thought about I thought I wanted to ask that earlier but like and it could listen we could talk it could be an acre you know, it could be a plot. <laughs> right. I, I have in my mind what I, what I think Christy would do. I just see Christy and all these like flowers and earth. I just see that, you know. Uh, yeah. But you know, land, land. We listen. Land ownership is a whole is a whole nother conversation that we've touched on multiple times here. Yeah. Um, and you know, if 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 I could have anything for my people, is you know some land whether they want it or not you know uh because when we talk about the foundation of our history and what was stripped from us it was the land yep um but what 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 would that look like for you or for charismatic creations for charismatic creations so it's so funny you asked me this question um if i were to ever own a piece of land it would definitely be a, a piece of land that i owned but would um, not contract it out, but it would be cared for mm. by local high school students. Ooh, I like that. And so, um, and I already have a name for it and everything. It's called like Fairhill Dreamers. Like I grew up on Fairhill Drive in Suitland. And when we think about food deserts, we forget the outskirts of DC, PG County. And so, PG County is within the beltway. It's starting to become this food desert. Mm -hmm. So if I did own land, it would be land that would be uh, essentially a farm, garden, fresh flowers, fresh fruit, um, fresh vegetables that high school students would come and maintain. And then I would use it for what I need to use it for as far as the brand and cocktails and mixers and things like that. But it would be for that. Oh my because I, I, it's when you see some when you are like taking care of something from seed to like blossom, you really look at food differently, and it empowers you to be like nobody can take life away from me because mm. if I don't have anything, I know how to grow something. Right, right. <laughs> if I have right. a seed that what they used to do was cornrow in their hair when they came over mm-hmm. and then plant the seed again so they could have food that they were used to. If someone can take something from seed and to grow again, no one could take life from them. Mm. So yeah, I would, that would be what it is. And I, and I love, it's, it's something about teenagers that I love, mm-hmm. like the honesty, um, they know who they are. Yes. It's like, you know who you are when you're a teenager and then as you get up into like the later days of high school, you lose yourself a, a bit because you mm-hmm. listen to people. Mm-hmm. And then in your late teens and then 20s, you lose yourself because you listen to people and then you know who you are in your 30s again. But one thing about high schoolers, it's like, like my niece is in high school and she knows herself. Yes. So I, I, I would like to focus on high schoolers. Oh, I love that so much. I see that. That's going to happen. Yeah. And I know who I was in high school. Y'all <laughs> couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> Parasucos and all, okay? <laughs> Lime, Sergio's, confident. That's so true, though. Yeah, it's like when you're in high school, it's like you know yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if you stay with the right people, you'll continue to know yourself. Um, but then it's like once you hit the real world, yeah, it's like you st- you lose that confidence mm-hmm. that you had in high school. Mm-hmm. So I want to focus on those high school students and be around people, the kiddies sort of who know themselves. They're yeah. kiddies ish, yeah, who know themselves and like plant in them while they're planting into the ground. But me plant in them like don't lose yourself when you mm. leave high school. Oh, I love message. I love that yeah. so much. Chrissy, where can folks find you? On you the interwebs. On the interwebs. <laughs> um, people can find me at Charismatic Creations um, on Instagram and Facebook. And then the website is charismaticcreationsevents.com. Yes, yes, yes. And then on, you know, if you want to take a ride up to Waldorf, on some Saturdays, we do retail from 12 to 5, and the address is in our bio. So, yeah, that's awesome. where they can find me. Listen, are you still, are you doing any mixology, like any virtual mixology yes. class? Come on, let's push we're that. Still, like, yes, okay. so we're still doing virtual classes. Awesome. And then um, we've started our in-person classes at the warehouse again. Okay, cool. Um, and so we also post those on the website as well. Um, our first one since 2019, well, the beginning of 2020, I forget the beginning of 2020 existed, but our first in-person, like just hosted by us was in August, 2020. So we're doing those monthly. And so, yes, come check us out virtually. Come check us out in person, um, and get all this love. Yes. Oh my gosh, Chrissy, (laughs) this has been great. Oh my, it's always great. It's always great. I don't expect anything less. I'm talking about just the intention, your spirit, and just everything, all the things, all the things. And I am honored to be in your space. And I'm honored you came to my space. Yes, of course we made this happen. So thank you all for listening and um, peace. See you. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch today's episode on fullserviceradio.org as well as iTunes and Spotify. Be sure to follow Food Talks in color, that's just the letter N, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all updates. And did you know we're on Patreon? This is a way for you to support our podcast by taking action and amplifying the mission of BIPOC voices on edible activists. Depending on the level you choose, we'll shout you out on the show, send you a t-shirt, get access to bonus content, and you might even have a chance to chat with me one-on-one. Visit foodtalksincolor.com to learn more. And are you an edible activist? Have a story to share? Visit the website to connect with me. Peace and blessings. And remember, in the great words of Baba Tarukadunu, there is no culture without agriculture.